0: Big Show, Gordon
1: Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Sound of the week right there. Brought to you by our friends at Skyhawk Sports. Registration is now open for Skyhawks uh, Skyhawk Sports Academy summer camps. Join them for action-packed, fun-filled summer of youth sports camps at a location near you. Choose between soccer, flag football fueled by USA football, golf, baseball, cheerleading, multi-sports camps, mini-hawk camps, and more. Find program info and register today. At www.skyhawks.com. That's Skyhawk Sports. We're hoping- you still look comfortable, my friend. I am comfortable. I'm too comfortable. I'm telling you.
2: <laughs> now let me just paint the picture for our listeners. Jake is sitting in a wonderful couch, beautiful couch. Yeah, I love that color. And he's surrounded by four giant pillows. And then there's him in the middle. You got. You got one arm up over one pillow, another arm up over another pillow. And you look
1: you look you look blissful. I am quite comfortable. <laughs> I could fall asleep very easily. <laughs> well, don't. I I won't. I would appreciate it. I won't. I'll, I'll I'll
2: stay. I'm I'm good. Have you ever fallen asleep during a show?
1: No. Uh, I'm not that. Well, oh, that guy Mike Francesa. Have you ever
2: fallen asleep during a show?
0: <laughs> what
2: what, sorry. Have you ever fallen asleep during a show? <laughs> Cute. I get it. Um I think I've nodded off a time or two. Just very quickly. Not a surprise. Yeah. Well, you know, you need that warm milk, you know, and a little prune juice to keep you going. <laughs> Just kidding. No, you're fascinating to listen to. You are. Know, I mean, you, you keep me on the edge of my seat every single day.
1: You know, you always claim that I'm mean to you. I just get that you, from other people.
2: Are, I can't. I got another one. You I got, hurt my I got, feelings got on, got on got a daily two, basis. I got you two know more that? this week, people coming up to me saying, hey, what, what's Jake? Why, why is he so
1: ornery? I don't believe that this is happening. Mr. I swear to do you. Mostly
0: because believe- no one pronounces it ornery.
1: And you just said (laughs) that I'm so boring you've fallen asleep. Oh, man. All right. You even, well, there there was an insult earlier (laughs) in the show, too. But yet I get blamed for being mean. That's all right. This person said to me, Why
2: is Jake so argumentative? Why is he so mean? and i said he's not mean he's he's argumentative he likes to argue he was captain of the debate team in high school or whatever i do like to argue all on that yeah you do and sometimes you just argue and i present some sort of real logic and then you just swat it aside like it was not like you i said nothing and you stick
1: to your point original point you're you are stubborn well, it's because usually the logic is on my side, pal. I don't know why you're saying. Well, I present real logic where I'm obviously right, and I am somehow just inventing my perspective. You know, I think
2: it. I think we're looking at the uh, the hole instead of the donut here.
1: Because you and I agree a lot. We agree on a lot of things. We do. It's true. But what what would fun be that you know fun be in that? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. See, that's where your prickly side. You're prickly. Yet another (laughs) insult. (laughs) <laughs> that's all right man we have a good time i, I like great, our dynamic it really works it I'm, works I'm, for us I'm, and I'm... by the way let's not pretend that you don't serve up some big old softballs <laughs> i do that for the good of the team you right, know that. Right. i
2: tell so, people all the time i'm nowhere near as dumb as i sound on the radio
1: i don't think you sound see now that's just being mean to yourself i don't i've never said i thought so you flagellation sounded... well, I never, is that what i'm doing i would never say i thought you sounded dumb <laughs> Now you said you think I sound dumb, but I would never, I would never dare say that about you. I didn't say you. you sound
2: dumb. I said you sound boring sometimes.
1: Well, I'm not talking about just now. So dumb and boring.
2: I'm just kidding. Come on, that's the difference. I'm kidding. You're not.
1: Whoa. <laughs> more. And and it was.
2: We usually agree, and so that that's a good thing. The problem is if people agree with you all the time, what happens when you're wrong? When that happens, I'll let you know.
1: (laughs) We've been working together for 15 (laughs) years, and it's yet to happen. Hasn't happened yet. We'll get there sometime, Uh, though. I suppose. Uh, I've I've admitted when I'm wrong before. I've I've admitted to being wrong about the Clippers about 15 times today. (laughs) Do you think it's going to stay that way? Do you think they're toast? Oh, man, no, because I still think they're the better team. But they, they lost two games on their home floor. I it's
2: know. not like it's not like a typical series where, okay, you go on the road, you lose the first two games, big deal, you come home, and you get salvaged uh, or saved or whatever, because if you're salvaged, you're probably... You're done, right? But again, anyway. you don't need to go down the literal <laughs> road every single time. But anyway, they, they're they're up against it now because now they got to go back to Dallas. As the better team, they they should
1: still be in this series. But but, yeah, but the I thing
2: about it. that is the Jazz are the better team in this one-eight series, and uh, the, the, that doesn't really always matter that much. I it, mean, it the, does the, though. But but the Jazz have to play. A, the better version of themselves in order to beat this team.
1: I don't know if Memphis is capable of playing better than they did in game two, and they lost. Um, Their defense could be better. They
2: Were they the sixth-rated defense in the league? I
1: think it was seven, but yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, good, yeah. Close. Enough. Okay, all right, I'll listen to that argument. But, I mean, you know, that's – John Morant's great, and maybe maybe he can play better than that. I, I certainly don't want to doubt the guy because he's incredibly good. But I don't think he can't can get, play better. He can't get much better than no, that. I mean, no. that was terrific. Dylan Brooks is playing the best basketball of his career. You know, I they so get it, they get Rudy to foul out in game one. Yeah, I mean, I but just, he never does. Which it was the first time all year. Mm-hmm. So which. Honestly, when you're talking about the development Rudy's made in his career, that's a big one that yes, nobody ever talks about. That's true. Is that he's turned into a dominant defender and doesn't foul. And yeah. when he first got into the league, he was a walking foul, yeah. as most young bigs are, by the mm-hmm. way. He's certainly not unique in that. There's a
2: whole lot to learn about what you can do, what you can't do, what you can get away with. Certainly the
1: positioning, yes. where to be so you don't commit the foul right. but play good defense. Exactly. I mean. People don't talk about that enough because that was a real problem for him that he had and to clean up. the other part of
2: that was his lateral quickness wasn't the best. And that's how you commit fouls a lot of
1: times. But he seems to have figured that out. See, I think that's all footwork and coaching. I don't know. and Maybe this would be interesting to talk to Rudy himself about, actually, if we ever got the opportunity to kind of dig deep with him. Is, does he feel like his lateral quickness has gotten better? Or is he smarter when it comes to footwork, positioning, where to be. I mean, Anticipatory. Like Joe Ingles, for example, uh, he's he's talked about this before, that he's obviously not the most athletic guy on the floor, but he knows where to be to defend more athletic players because of his experience and smarts and those sorts Correct, of things. yeah. Yeah, right. I bet Rudy's got a bunch of that. Like, okay, this, this guy, if I'm here and I played at this angle and I'm here at this time when the pass arrives – that's when I get a stop without getting a foul. Mm-hmm. I mean, bet it's, it's very game plan and cerebral on his part. He, he deserves a lot of credit for Jake, it. Jake, I think you
2: make a strong point on that. I think the Grizzlies are playing their best basketball, and the Jazz can
1: play better than they have. They certainly can play better at the defensive yeah. end. Yeah, but you make an interesting point, too. That, I mean, the Grizzlies can as well. But that, that was kind of the magic of the Jazz offense when it was really clicking during – excuse me, during the year, is what defense you played and who the Jazz played didn't really matter mm-hmm. because they had kind of an answer for everything. And, you
2: when- know, and, and I think Donovan is a big, big part of all of this. I mean, didn't he score 35 points in those two games he played against the Grizzlies yeah. during the regular season? That, that's hard to overcome when you have other players who are keying off of that and benefiting from it. Uh, and that, that that's why – if, if Donovan is – if he turns out to be able to play his normal
1: way, then the Grizzlies are in trouble. Yeah, I think the Jazz are the better team. And, hey, a couple of years down the line, even next year, you know, Memphis might be one of the better teams in the Western Conference. I if just they had a piece. Or, I, I think they need a piece or two as mm-hmm. well. But um, they're – their their future is really – Well, they've really got great. an all-star center. They've got an all-star point
2: guard. They've got Dylan Brooks. I'm not quite sure where to put him in the
1: spectrum. He's useful, though. I mean, he's a piece on that team. I, they just need more. Jackson, you know. We'll see how he develops. Um, he, he really would have benefited from playing the majority of the year. He still only played, like, what, 16, 17 games? Something like that. But he has potential. I like his game. Mm-hmm. Certainly like his build. And athleticism. I mean, there's some potential there. I, and I, a rookie, the rookie, the rookie is good.
2: Oh, yeah. oh I'm forgetting his name. Um, he
1: went number 30 in the draft. Yeah, the TCU.
2: Um, Bain. Desmond Bain, Bain. Bain, yeah, Bain. Sorry about that. He. I like that kid a lot. He's great.
1: He. He's really good. Coach Lacombe thinks really highly of him. Yeah. He was good in college too. Man. So we'll we'll see where this Memphis Grizzlies team eventually goes. Uh, my bet is uh, they get better and better. I just don't know if they're quite there yet.
2: So everything that's going on with this team, the Grizzlies, right now, is gravy. Right? Absolutely. Well, they were it's a, all set up for next year. Well, and they were beyond. a playing team. Yeah. You know, they well they were eighth. I mean, they had earned a, a normal spot.
1: But well, right? they no, no no they were ninth. Were they ninth? Yeah. Okay. Golden State was eighth. Oh, that's right. Forgive me. So they were they were ninth. Nice. They had to play their way in. And yeah. honestly, they're a completely different team now than they were at the beginning of the year. And they played, they played great to get in.
2: Uh, so yeah, I, I and and really, and you've seen this, Jake, uh, in your tennis career, that when when I've observed players who really had nothing to lose, they played some of their best tennis. Because they they knew this was this was gravy you know there was no real pressure on them because they're setting up for the future uh, in situations where I'm speaking specifically of times when a player gets behind I saw someone once who was down five one in the last set and just figured okay i'm I'm gonna lose this or I'm going to go for it and they go for it and they and they ended up winning so. I mean the the Grizzlies should
1: be loose. Oh, I think they've played that way for I mean since certainly since they played Golden State. So, I w- I would agree with you there. This Grizzlies team's well coached. They play hard. Uh they've got young talent. I mean, there's a recipe for a, a not so easy easy matchup, but I still I still think the Jazz should Well, I I definitely think they'll prevail in the series. We'll see in how many games. This is something that I
2: hadn't real I mean I I knew it, but I hadn't really processed it all that much or spending time concentrating on it, that uh, Jenkins, the coach of Memphis, worked with Quinn with the Austin Toros. Yeah, and the G League. In the G League. And so those two are very familiar with each other, and they I think they think very highly of each other. So that's another bonus for that team,
1: a, a coach that is pretty good. By the way, quick side note, if you're uh, an aspiring head NBA coach out there, take a gig in the G League. I mean, more and more it's looking like that's going to be a a developmental pathway for NBA head coaches. Taylor Jenkins, uh, of course, Nick Nurse in Toronto and Quinn Snyder. I'm sure there are others out there, but... That's looking like a, a decent spot to cut your teeth. If you want to learn some information about Quinn, read Eric Walden's
2: story in the Tribune. It's posted on the Tribune. I think it'll be in the print edition on Sunday. But I wrote a column about Quinn, and Eric uh, wrote this uh, informative feature about uh, his, the, the stops he made before he got to Utah. And it's some pretty interesting stuff. A lot of quotes from a lot of basketball people who had some influence or in some doings with Quinn. So if you want to check that out, I think most of our listeners would find that uh,
1: find that fascinating. You know, I, I think I read that story, and I thought Eric did a fine job. And, uh, you know, we've talked about his journey to be the Utah Jazz head coach before. And I do think in life, you know, we talk about things like second chances and those sorts of things. I think in life you can really build going through the fire does that make any sense yeah. the scarlet letter gordon i know mm-hmm. you're familiar with that like uh, you know walking through you never want to wish adversity on somebody but going through adversity as coach Snyder had to do uh going away from mizzou and kind of re well starting with deciding if he wanted to remain a coach right. and then figuring out how to put uh, himself back on track to be the best coach he could be the next time he got a a bite at the apple. Right. Right. And and going through the G league and good heavens going over to Russia and coaching and taking an assistant job, learning from Kobe Bryant. I mean, uh, his journey is an interesting one, but it's somebody that said, okay, I'm facing a little adversity. How do I build myself back to being right? The next time I, I get an opportunity at the brass ring. Right. And I think, there's some real value in that. People learn big-time lessons, and I bet you Coach Snyder is the coach he is today because he went through that adversity. There is no doubt about that. I've talked with him about that. and the, here, My
2: column sort of uh, centers on how Quinn Snyder's adjustments and performance this year with the team is a reflection of his life because adjustments had to be made. I mean, Quinn, he's an all-American high school player out of Mercer Island, Washington, which is uh, – how would you describe that? Never been. Well, it's where Paul Allen lived, okay? No. I mean, uh, it's – it's Ritzy? Uh, Ritzy. And uh, Quinn's family, I don't – his dad was a vice principal, uh, but uh, he, uh, he was able to uh, prosper as a gifted, smart young athlete. And then he goes to Duke and goes to three Final Fours. So what I'm saying is this is a guy who was ah, – he was living a good life. And uh, then he he uh, goes into coaching and gets a – beats out John Calipari and uh, who else, Bill Self to get that Missouri job. And the first four years of his time there, he's going to the NCAA tournament. He's a handsome guy. He's charismatic. He's making good money. Everything is good in his life. And then, boom, the bottom drops out. And he, as you said, had to plumb the depths and had to figure out what, what he wanted to do with his life, whether he wanted to coach at all, like you said. And if he did coach, where would he be willing to coach? What did he want to do? Because he had options. He had education. He had degrees. So what does he go into business? Does he do something else? No. He discovered that he really loved coaching, and he goes back and goes through this whole process, all these different stops, including the G League, and where the, there's not a lot of glamour in it. I think he was making like 70 grand a year or something like that as a coach. And then he works and impresses others and uh, learns his craft,
1: and now you see where he is now, one of the best coaches in, in the world. All right, we're here at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West here in Salt Lake. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. And listen, if you're going to be out there uh, this Memorial Day weekend thinking about doing a little shopping, well, it's time to examine your furniture situation because now is the best time, really. And uh, Toph joins us now, uh, Christopher, from here at the warehouse. Um, You know, whether it's uh, sofas or furniture, adjustable beds, mattresses, this is the best time to get yourself taken care of at the warehouse.
3: I mean, it really is.
4: And I do want to talk a little bit why now is such a good time to buy furniture. We have just come over just the strangest year in history. Everyone stayed at home, and we did see a little influx, but then a huge supply chain demand in just wood and foam and so many different things that now, now that things are on a downturn, it's a great time to buy furniture. Here at the warehouse, no exception. We have deals on everything. We talked a little bit about sectionals. We talked a lot about adjustable beds, but I want to throw out a deal that I'm going to call, I'm going to call it the Mike Special. Jake, you ready for this one? Yep, let's do it. The Mike Special is a queen mattress, and it's a hybrid mattress, and that means that means it has a spring traditional spring mattress foundation, but a memory foam topper. But it's only 11 inches thick. This mattress, the Mike Special, call it the hybrid. Normally we sell it for about fifteen ninety nine, about sixteen hundred bucks. This weekend only, you come in, ask for the Mike special, only eight ninety nine.
1: Hey, that's that is an unbelievable deal.
4: Yep, there it is, the Mike special. It's a, we call it the black the black hybrid mattress, only eight ninety nine for a sixteen hundred dollar value.
1: Boom. Take advantage of it now, 1825 South, 300 West, their Memorial Day sale going on now. Toph, you're the man. Thanks, buddy.
4: Thanks so much.
1: We'll have more Big Show coming up straight ahead. We may check in with Jeff Calkins still. He's uh, dealing with the uh, Grizzlies availability, and we've had a little scheduling snafu. But we'll continue talk a little jazz basketball straight ahead, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West, the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point
1: bell. Bell, bell, bell. Jazz now tied up in their best-of-seven playoff series with the Memphis Grizzlies at one game apiece. Donovan Mitchell made his return in game number two, led the Jazz in scoring with 25 points. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder talks about the impact of Donovan Mitchell's return.
4: Well, he's unique in that, you know, he's one of the best catch-and-shoot three-point shooters in the NBA. You you know, just being spaced and, you know, knocking down a 24-foot three has a huge impact because it stretches the defense and it lets you know, lets other guys have more room. The biggest thing that you felt when, when he has been out is certain situations in the game, you know, where somebody's gotta go get a bucket. He relishes those moments. And anytime you have a guy that's able to create in those situations, it's something that you come to rely on. I, I, you know, Mike, you know, is capable of doing the same thing. So, um, but you miss that at various times.
1: Game three tomorrow night in Memphis will tip off at 7.30 pregame coverage here on The Zone begins at 6 30 this update brought to you by our friends at peach building products for more than 25 years peach building products has been providing superior quality windows doors and customer service to the wasatch front call them today 801-566-1255 for all of your window and door needs
0: What do you want? You're locked on to the big show. Presented by Big O Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 975-1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Now I
1: Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80. The Zone Live from the warehouse. Come by and see us. We do have some jazz gear for you. Gear up for the playoffs, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices is so low to blow your mind. Let's get out to the Zone phone. Uh, he's a columnist at the Daily Memphian. He also is the host of the Jeff Calkins Show on 92.9 ESPN in Memphis. We welcome him back to the Big Show. He is Jeff Calkins. What's going on, Jeff? I'm okay. How are you all? Hey, uh, we're, we're doing great. Love playoff basketball. It's got to be fun to have it back there in Memphis as well.
3: Oh, it is a lot of fun. And it's sort of an unexpected pleasure because I think, you know, this team is a little ahead of schedule. Um, and so a lot of times when the playoffs arrive, you anticipate them and you look forward all year to them. And I think that was the hope this year. But I don't think people expected necessarily to be 1-1 with Utah I'm at this stage on this day.
2: We had heard that uh, that the Grizzlies really weren't all that proficient at half-court offense. Well, they've scored <laughs> that last game. 129 points ain't bad. Uh, what, what are you seeing at the offensive end with this team? John Morant is just terrific. Dylan Brooks, terrific. Valanciunas is, is nobody's idea of chopped liver. I mean, this team looks good.
3: Yeah, typically most of the year they most of the year they've been very good in transition, forcing turnovers and on the break. I mean, obviously the big difference is the job is that um, um, there throughout the year there are times when he is aggressive. We used to call it fourth last year there was such a thing as fourth quarter job when he would decide to to take over. And this year it was sort of intermittent um, and very clearly he has given the big stage and it really began before the utah series it was you know there was two games against golden state and a game against san antonio in the the last week of the regular season last game of the regular season and then the play-in games um when he's been just sensational and you know when you have ja who can go can go anywhere he wants um and and you know and then he's setting up. Jonas, if you help off of them, or Dylan is – I mean, this is as good and efficient as Dylan has been. um, That makes for a pretty pretty explosive recipe. Um, It is interesting because one of the the issues has been for this team, sometimes they shoot threes, sometimes they don't. When they do, you know, when Grace isn't hitting threes or Desmond Bain is hitting threes, um, when Jaron Jackson is healthy and hitting threes, then it creates a whole new dimension. That has – you have not really seen that in these first two games it's literally been just sort of jogged on you know going wherever he wants and creating
1: Jeff we uh, we actually played a, a clip from your show yesterday talking about this series and from that clip I get the impression that maybe a little rivalry is forming with uh Grizzlies and Jazz fans what do you think
3: well I mean it's funny because I just got off the the call with uh John before that Taylor Jenkins. And it's obviously unfortunate that a handful of fans out there have, um, instead of just a pure healthy bile that you can have in a, in a series and that you get in the best series, really, like um, certainly the Grizzlies and Clippers used to have that. The Grizzlies in Oklahoma city used to have that. Um, and, And you quote unquote, hate the other team in the way that you do in sports, right? It's, 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 Um, but it's, it's all in good fun. And so I lament, obviously for, for all kinds of reasons, um, sort of the incidents that everybody's talking about. And that's what, um, you know, the truth of the matter is a good deal of his press availability today was people asking Josh questions about his family in Utah and, and then Taylor Jenkins, the same thing. And so, you know, the hope is, is that there will be none of that as the series go forward, either in Memphis or in Utah, um, because I do think that it's funny, you know, obviously these, obviously these cities are, these teams are connected by Mike Conley, who Memphis fans still adore, but also they're connected because they're both, you know, they're both small market teams that can't, can't attract free agents particularly that don't get a lot of um, respect in the national media. And so it's funny before the playoffs began, I said, listen, I'd like. I'm going to be rooting for Utah and Milwaukee, if if you know, be, you know, beyond the Grizzlies, just because those are the kind of teams that have a hard time in this modern era of the NBA when teams when players like to cluster together in the most glamorous cities. So there's a lot that unites these 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 markets, honestly, and so I hope that all of the um, whatever whatever animosity is building up can be kept. Um, in the sort of good, clean, fun department.
2: I think that uh, the booing of Dylan Brooks is one thing, but the fact that three idiot fans, uh, you know, act in a way that is completely unacceptable certainly is not a reflection of jazz fans as a whole, and uh, that's probably clear to most uh, clear-thinking people.
3: Yeah,
4: but and yeah, the part that's hard is...
2: Don't let that reflect... What uh, right. the fan base here in Utah
3: really is about. There are some idiots, that's for sure. But oh, and there are idiots must... everywhere. There's yep. there's idiots everywhere, and there's racists everywhere. And I I can't guarantee that, you know, that that on any given night something won't happen. And you know, in Memphis, some idiot won't say something that he's not supposed to. You know, that that's unacceptable. I think the hard thing from your perspective, and this would be this would be hard from my perspective, is when people talk, like Josh said today, and this I will just tell you what he said on his call. He said he brought a lot of people, of family, to Utah because he heard about the reputation of Utah. Taylor Jenkins was asked about Utah. Had he heard this, you know, about Utah before? And he said yes. And so I'm not saying that's anything about Utah. As <laughs> matters, you know, heck, I covered the Olympics out there, a lovely time in Utah, and I'm not making any assumptions about Utah. It's just from, from that vantage, I imagine the difficult thing for all the the good, the good, um, clear-thinking Utah fans is to be is to be besmirched like that, not just for this one incident, but when people start to say you have a reputation, that would be painful. And I think it's probably why the Jazz are so um, responsible and aggressive about dealing with the bad apples when they crop up.
1: Jeff, I want to ask you about Dylan Brooks, but I want to ask uh, about his game offensively because his defensive credentials are, are pretty terrific. Uh, but uh, I said after Game One, boy, that was the best game of his career offensively. I don't know if he could do that again. And then, despite foul trouble in Game Two, he was excellent again. What is uh, what is who is the real Dylan Brooks on offense? <laughs> well, it's funny. The real Dylan Brooks
3: for a long time was tried to force too much. Honestly, like, and 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 he had a very mixed reputation among Grizzlies fans because you'd, you'd wince when Dylan tried to take 23 shots and tried to, you know, you know be bigger than he, he was. Um, but about the last two thirds of the season, he has um, been dramatically more efficient. Um, and when Dylan is at his best, it, you'll note it's not banging in three pointers. It, it's really kind of an old school game. It's, you know, it's, it's getting to um, a mid range shot and, knocking it down um the the stuff you know when he starts going to the rim he's not always effective but the the bad dylan which we've seen here for a long time for at least for a good little while is can be can think he's kobe you know the the good dylan is when he gets that mid-range shot he can be very accurate and uh and and he increasingly we've seen more and more and more of the good dylan
2: Tell us a little bit about Taylor Jenkins. What do you make of him as his performance as Grizzlies coach?
3: Well, I don't know overall how you can be anything but pleased in the sense that um, uh, it was a, it's, it's a team that just, you know, writ large has was not picked by anyone to be in the playoffs and is in the playoffs. Um, And Um, And if you look at the individual players at the way that, I mean, just look how young this team is. They throw out Xavier Tillman, a second round pick this year. They throw out Desmond Bain, a a non-lottery pick this year. Um, They have John Morant in his second year. I mean, it's, you know, right down the line. Um, The the, the sort of three middle-aged guys are Dylan, Jonas, and Kyle, all of whom are having their best seasons easily under taylor jenkins and so i don't know now people can criticize excuse me that's my dog barking (laughs) there people can criticize various rotations as they will any coach right and it's weird like in the age of zoom i know taylor jenkins less well than i know any have known any sort of grizzlies coach of years past just because you don't get to know, you know, one zoom question and like, off you go. And so, and he's very buttoned down from the, in his, in the way he approaches press conferences. But, um, but I think there are quibbles. I mean, that was a silly challenge that uh, officials challenged that he had the other night. And then there was a critical challenge against golden state where he didn't make it. And there are different rotation questions you can have, but generally speaking, he's like, like this team, he's young. He's the second youngest coach in the league. And yet, he's done, I think I have to say, an admirable job.
1: Jeff, thank you very much for dropping by and uh, sharing a little wisdom with we us. Well, thanks for you. being with us. Thanks, thanks for inviting me, and I
3: look forward to the rest of this.
1: Should be fun. Back at you, Jeff. Thank you very much. Jeff Calkins, uh, he's a columnist for The Memphian, also host of the Jeff Calkins radio show on 929 ESPN in Memphis. Yeah, he got after jazz fans
2: pretty hard the other day when we played that. It was uh, interesting to hear how he he almost used your phrase sports hate. You know? That's
1: all right.
0: <laughs> Jeff oh, I, may, I, Jeff I, May have made an appearance in happy hour today by the yeah, way.
1: Yeah, he did. He used the word bile. Um I he, I think that's <laughs> a pretty interesting word, but I I do like the rep, uh, the relationship that develops between fan bases and ignore the I'm not talking about the right. extreme story yeah, today. Uh, yeah. I'm talking about the, you know, like, oh, those Grizzlies fans or all oh, those Jazz fans, they're the worst. The, the, the fun sports part of it, you know? I right. like that, that it develops. And you mentioned that it develops in playoff series, you know? Probably more so than any other time. Absolutely. Um, and and playoffs are so intense that, that it it gets that much hotter. Yeah, it boils over. All right, we're hoping to have some Jazz media availability coming up toward the back part of the hour here Uh, So stay tuned. It is the big show live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. In fact, let's jump out at the Zone phone. Joining us from the warehouse, he is our friend Christopher, and this is a big, big weekend, TOF. I know you guys are, uh, are hoping a lot of our listeners come down to take advantage of these deals.
4: Memorial Day weekend is always one of our favorite weekends. We have so many Zone listeners come on in. We have a lot of – of, we got a ton of deals coming in this weekend. But before we do this last one, Jake, I just want to congratulate you on the new baby. I didn't do that oh, earlier.
1: Thanks, buddy. call that's nice of you. Yeah, she's she's a cutie, man. Well, I'll have to show you pictures next time I see you.
4: Yeah, man, you're, you're going to have to. I was thinking about you uh, since the last spot that we did. I hope everything went well. Yeah, it did. That's hey, nice hey,
2: to, you. To listen, with the way Jake's family is expanding, I think he needs new
1: furniture. Probably, actually. <laughs> that's actually probably true.
4: Well, you're, you're in the comfiest place in Salt Lake. You're in, the, you're in the best spot to get it. That
1: is a fact. I am, I have, I've fought off uh, being too comfortable all
4: day today, <laughs> Um During our spots today, we've talked a lot about adjustable beds, and I just want to reiterate our best deal on adjustable beds. It's this weekend only, only on Memorial Day. So got to come in, got to take advantage. Uh, the last deal that I'm going to mention is one that we were talking about earlier. And a lot of our listeners hear our ads all the time because they're frequent listeners of the zone, but then they come in and they really see what adjustable beds are all about. If you've been hesitant about adjustable bed, now is the time to buy. And let me tell you why. Adjustable bed will add years to your life. And not only that, it's the most comfortable sleep you'll ever have. And usually when we talk adjustable beds, you're like, "Man, that's, that's a lot of money. I don't want to spend it." But Jake, Gordon, get this. Well, come, into the, come into the warehouse this weekend only, we'll get you in our solid king-size adjustable base with a hybrid mattress starting at 1599. It's no longer going to bro- break the bank. It's only 1599 to walk out with an adjustable base.
1: Boom, that is amazing. You can afford it out there. What a deal. Uh eighteen ninety nine, take advantage of it, eighteen twenty five South, three hundred west. Tove, thanks for all of your fine work. It's been a blast having you aboard today. Thank you so much, Jake. Thanks, buddy. That's Have a friend. good one. You too. That's our friend Christopher from the warehouse. Take advantage of the Memorial Day sale, eighteen twenty five South, three hundred west. You think Marriage is treating them well? Sounds good, doesn't he? Yeah. He's a happy kid. Yeah. He's easy. only like a month into his I know. marriage. I I mean, like, I, I,
2: I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's the way it is. How was your marriage a month in? Good. Very good. Wonderful. Spectacular. Not rocky? Um, No. No? No. Well, some adjustments to be
1: made, but they're really good. Who made the most adjustments oh most definitely me <laughs>
2: no I, she had to put up with me you know so how's that gonna go give us an
1: example of an adjustment um uh well there really weren't that many because my wife
2: is an extremely clean person you know and i am as well <laughs>
1: um you know Well, let me ask you this. Are you a clean person, or do you think you're a clean person because the cleaning magically gets done?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Let me get back to you on that. (laughs) No, I'm clean, relatively speaking.
1: It's amazing. This laundry just magically puts itself away. I don't know how it does it. I just leave it in the hamper. And like a day later it ends up folded clean and crisp right in my drawer. It's the in, dirtiest thing.
0: In the hamper it's more like laid over the back of the easy chair.
1: No. Somehow no, thrown I over a
0: lampshade. No,
2: I put stuff where it, it should be. You know, it's funny that you asked me that question because I really I really can't think of that many adjustments that needed to be made. It was really good. You know. And and not because I always got my way. I know that's what you're 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 getting at here but i i didn't always get my way and and people who always get their way that may seem like a good idea but avoid that at all costs because if you always get your way sooner or later somebody's going to get angry about that and so you it's 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 you know it's give and take
1: oh i don't i don't think you always get your way <laughs> i don't think you get your way ever you don't no oh i do what what do you think you, you think, you think i've completely lost the power I don't know how much you had to begin with. Oh, that could be true. <laughs> lost would imply once had. You can never say I lost my Rolex because I never had a Rolex. Never had any power. I
2: was yes, bam, whatever you say.
1: Oh man, you have a great family, Gordo. It was fun to see them, by the way. They uh, or a portion of your family came to the game the other night. and stopped by uh, yeah. the the pregame show. It was it was fun to see. You've got a, you've got a great crew, you Monsons. Yeah, they're good. They're good. No doubt about it. I'm proud of them. And I also saw uh, Whitney Austin's wife before oh, that was uh, before wonderful. game number one, and yeah. and uh, my wife hasn't uh, left the house since April. So yeah. <laughs> are you complaining? Oh, no, she has left the house. Do you
0: probably. mean April of 2020?
1: No, it's more referring to April 29th, uh, the birth of my oh. daughter. But April, she has worked at home since then. So. Yeah. Back at it, huh? What? No, 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 she's not back to work. No. Oh. But she, because of the oh, pandemic, I has I been you. working was... at home since okay. last April.
2: I can't wait to see your, your daughters out there, you know shoveling the driveway and you know doing doing the oh, chores that they need to do in order. Who do you helping
1: me with the sprinklers
2: <laughs> over the weekend?
1: I've already I'm I'm repairing the great sprinkler repair is going down this weekend. I've already talked to her about it.
2: See, Jake thinks Johnny. This is the way it works at Jake's house. He thinks he's working a farm in 1860. <laughs> You know, the more kids they have, the more workers you have to take care of the business so you don't have to do it
1: yourself. That's what's going on I've over here. i already told her this weekend, I said, guess what? We're going to be doing some digging this weekend. <laughs> we? Yeah, fun. we're going to be doing some digging. This is going to be great. She's psyched. She's you, fired up. I bow in, in, uh, in, in worship to your your cunning. As soon as she gets a little older. You know, my, my yard care, snow blowing, lawn mowing days are all over, buddy. Honey, it is so fun to mow the lawn.
2: It is so, just start that lawn mower up. I don't care if you're four. It's okay. Do they, do they. Pour make, the gas in. Do
1: they make kids <laughs> uh, weed whackers? Like kid size, you know? Because if they do, I'm set. My daughter,
0: say. honestly, my daughter has one.
1: Stop it, really? It's uh, thing? Oh,
0: you mean like an actual one. No, yeah, she, one she has like a toy works. one, yeah.
1: Well, that's brilliant because that's planting the seed early.
0: <laughs> she has a toy uh, edger and a toy lawnmower. She has two toy lawnmowers, actually.
1: I want to get a toy furnace she can fix.
0: <laughs> when, are you, when
1: are you going to
2: get her uh, acclimated to putting a new roof on? Oh, roofing, man. man how hard could that be that
1: for a four-year-old? That one's a tough one. She might have to be five or six before we get to that. But luckily, I think my roof can hold, hold on. My then.
0: first auto mechanic pit.
1: Yes. Oh, so have you ever been to the Children's Museum? Uh, yeah. Our good friends, Mark Miller Subaru sponsor a uh, – have you been over there, Gordon, to the Children's Museum? Yeah. They have like a, a, like a town – yeah, uh, the, the, that there's the store and the house and all this stuff, but they have a, a garage sponsored by Mark Miller Subaru. We should just spend some real time down there. <laughs> real time getting her fired up about, uh, about fixing automobiles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good luck with all that. Thank you. Thank you.
2: I, I hope that goes well for you when she turns 16. <laughs> Let's see how that goes. It'll, well, be, it'll be more like uh, "Hey, honey. We have work to do around the house.
1: See you dad. Bye. If she's, drives a car she's gonna have to be able to do all the maintenance required. <laughs> okay,
2: you talk tough now. We'll see how it turns out. We will see <laughs> gonna get her a- I admire your resolve in this matter, but I uh, you're gonna be a man in tatters in about twenty years.
1: Her birthday's in July. I'm getting her a pair of coveralls.
2: <laughs> Nothing says love
1: like some good work gloves, you know. I'll get her. You know, it'll have the Sadie patch on the on the coveralls. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she's getting. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more big show coming up next. Ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty, the zone. Wrapping up big show 97.5 and 1280 the zone going into a long weekend. Gordon, where are you? Where are you taking the Gulf stream down to? Someplace with Butler? someplace tropical <laughs> not gonna fire up the gulf stream <laughs> no. not fire nothing the- well why have a gulf stream if you're not going to use it on it comes Memorial in handy gym? at
2: times you know when when last minute things happen and when there's business to be taken oh, care of i see that's yeah. what it's convenient. but have you yeah. seen gas prices true yeah but i mean really it's a, it saves you a whole lot of hassle it does and it, it is somewhat costly but really uh, when you think of the convenience involved, I I give it a thumbs up. Okay, good. But not, not putting it to use this weekend, huh? Not this weekend, no. She's parked. Uh, I hope uh, my people are keeping her clean. I'm sure. I'll huh?
1: scrub down. I'm sure your folks are taking good care of it. But nothing fun? That's disappointing. Um, yeah, yeah, nothing. Nothing really fun. Just uh, a
2: whole lot of basketball going on.
1: Yeah, games, uh, certainly Saturday and Monday. That's uh, what I will be doing for the most part over the weekend. Although I'm going to mix in some really entertaining work on my sprinklers as well. So (laughs) I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I saw
2: your neighbor working on his sprinklers the other day. Is that like a community thing going on over there? So
1: my new neighbor... I bought the house several months ago from uh, well, my old wonderful neighbor Joanne, who was uh, is a widow, and so she downsized and sold uh, her house. You know, uh-huh. and uh, some of the sprinkler work was a little behind, so he's catching up. He was out there digging away. Do you know what you're doing? Oh, that's my other neighbor. You know what? I have no idea what my other neighbor was doing, uh, but do I know what I'm doing when yeah. it comes to sprinklers? Mm, I can I can do basic maintenance. Yeah. Sure. I mean, well, I've been doing it for a long time now. I okay. mean, I've been in that house maintaining the stupid sprinkling system for a long time now. You, know, you don't get always hire somebody. I have before. Who knows On more, on more uh, problems that I couldn't diagnose. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Mr. Fix-It over here. <laughs> no, it, uh, this sounds... No, I'm not going to waste your time with this whole thing. Sometimes finding a break in the sprinkler line can be tricky. And I had one where I could not find. Usually you feel where the ground is squishy Mm -hmm. because that's where the water's coming out. I could not find where the break was. And I kept digging in all the wrong places. So I just sought the opinion of a professional. Well, you've done that a lot in your life, digging in the wrong place.
2: Have I? Is that figurative?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, Jake. I
2: hope you have a wonderful weekend in spite of the the heavy labor you'll be doing.
1: I'm going to come up to your house and sabotage your sprinkling system. (laughs) Then at least I'd cost you some money come, come out the morning. there's all these water spouts Geisers everywhere <laughs> you'll know i've been there now you know i've been there all right uh we want to say big thanks to the folks here at the warehouse they've been great their big memorial day sale continues on they are open sundays now they're gonna be open memorial day plenty of opportunity to come down here and uh, you know scratch that furniture itch so to speak they've got uh, anything you could possibly need Usually, you don't want to scratch your furniture, but you scratch the edge.
2: There go. I remember one time I was carrying a chair into a room, and I. And
1: Lisa had the credenza. No, she this is when
2: I was young, and I, I carried it in, and I scratched my mom's new furniture that she just bought, and she cried. She cried? Your mom cried? Mm hmm. Oh. Made, made me feel awful. Oh, it would make me feel bad. Too. I was just a stupid fourteen-year-old kid. Oh. Was this
0: before or after you shot her with a cannon?
2: Uh, I was probably right about that the same time. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I think I was younger when I, I didn't shoot her with a cannon. I mean, really? Well, it, was, it wasn't loaded. <laughs> <laughs> well, it had, had gunpowder in it, but it didn't, oh, have a, it didn't have a ball.
1: How old? How old did you say you were when this furniture thing happened? I don't know. I was, I was young. Right. Fourteen is that? No, probably said? before that. So if you were fourteen, it's amazing that only two short years after that you'd hit your first little league home run.
2: <laughs> no, that happened long before.
0: <laughs> Left-handed that, at that. Jake. That
2: happened long before. <laughs> I drove. Up, I rode up on my on my stingray bike. I was.
0: Those T ballers kid. didn't know what hit them.
1: They didn't know. Just
2: cranked that sucker I think over. That was the pretty field. impressive, the, the
0: Albert Bell of Little League, Gordon uh-huh. Munson. No, I
2: just rocketed that ball right over
1: the right field fence.
0: Then went home and shaved and got yeah. to work.
1: <laughs> Your goatee was looking mighty fine that day. Not true. All right. Hey, everybody, enjoy the uh, Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy the, the long weekend. And, of course, you know, uh, take some time, Gordon, I know you will, to uh, remember those oh, yeah. that came before you, family, service, uh, uh, you know, military, everybody. And, you know, I, I, I try to do that. Remind everybody out there to, to uh, while you're barbecuing and such. Uh, yeah, take keep, some time to go to the cemetery time. and pay some tributes. Yep, you know. Absolutely. So uh, we will be back on Tuesday. Uh, although we do have game broadcasts on Saturday and Monday. Indeed. Uh, It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.